0: Everybody and thank you for joining me for episode 32 of the show I like to call Near Perfect Pitch. You can uh, email me at nearperfectpitch@gmail.com. At you can uh, find out all things that pertain to the show at nearperfectpitch.com, the uh, the URL, which will give you links to uh, how to listen to the show, which you're already doing, but there are alternate means. There uh, there are links to iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn Radio. And uh, what's the other one? Podbean, of course, the host. And uh, soon to be SoundCloud, I am hoping to add to uh, the repertoire of uh, availability, uh, and uh, also hoping to get on the Anfield Index as well. So I'll keep you posted in in the coming weeks as to the availability. Needless to say, I'll get my groveling uh, out the way at the beginning of the program this week. How about that? If you enjoy the program, um, please do share getting emails from all over uh, all over the world actually which makes me immensely happy uh, in that uh, people are listening and uh, enjoying the music so if you do enjoy it just uh, please pass it along as they say to somebody who you believe has a similar consummate musical taste great episode this week but having said that when isn't it a great episode let's be honest um, this week I'm talking to Edgar Jones that's the interview of the week Edgar uh, front man of the stairs New new soul album, his fifth soul album, which is uh, forthcoming in the middle of April. Lots to chit chat uh, with uh, regards to what's happening uh, uh, on Mersey side and what Edgar's been up to for the fast uh, for the last little while, and uh, what uh, what he's going to be up to. There's uh, there's uh, something he's disclosed, which I think is rather cool, and uh, I'm not sure if it's uh, common knowledge, but uh, it will be after this program. Anyway, that's uh, Edgar Edgar Jones. will be chatting with him at uh, the end of the program, which is the norm for interviews. Uh, in case you're not familiar with the format, uh, every week we also feature an obligatory track by the fall, entitled The Obligatory Fall Off uh- Track. This week it's gonna be uh, Life Just Bounces, in case you're wondering. A couple of dedications, actually one dedication, possibly two. Essential Wax this week is uh, Cocteau Twins, and uh, we're gonna be featuring uh, the LP Treasure towards the end of the program. We've got uh, Web Time, and uh, uh, actually there's two dedications. There's a very, very sad dedication forthcoming. Um, Uh, Frank Sidebottom, uh, Chris Seavey, a.k.a. Frank Sidebottom, we're all well aware that uh, he passed rather recently, Uh, but even more recently, very, very sad news that his son uh, had uh, an accident uh, on his bicycle, uh, collided with a a car uh, very close to his home uh, a couple of weeks ago, and um, Harry regrettably uh, uh, died in, in hospital at the tender age of 24. So we're playing some Frank Sidebottom later on in the programme to uh, to pay tribute to uh, to Chris and his son Harry, and we'll kick things off this week with a bit of a beauty. <laughs> no. Is Bob Mould under the guise of Sugar, and that's uh, from an LP that came out in uh, 1992 um, on Creation Records in the UK and uh, through Rycodisc Disc in North America. I was actually uh, one of the labels I represented way back when. Um, at the time was Ryco Disc, and it was nice to get uh, a slew of, uh, of Sugar uh, promos. So that was, uh, that was Bob Mould under the guise of Sugar, as I mentioned, and the record's called Copper Blue. It was the first of two studio records that he released uh, as, as Sugar, and that was a good idea. And uh, that was also a single, in case you bothered. And before that, we heard uh, The Cheek uh, from their third EP from 2009, and that's the title track to uh, the Hung Up EP. Hung up, and we kick things off this week uh, from the fourth of five uh, studio records by Catherine Wheel. That was Delicious from uh, Adam and Eve, uh, released in 1997 on Mercury Records. Um, in terms of new releases, uh, this programme. Uh, I can uh, let you know that you can expect to hear the following. Uh, you can expect to hear uh, something uh, from Cabbage, and we'll talk more about that later. Uh, something from the new and fourth uh, LP by Nashville's The Paperhead, which is uh, rather cool. Um, new stuff uh, by Space Echo, that's Dean Garcia. X of Curve, that's his latest project. And we may get to some other stuff as well. And, of course, we're going to be hearing uh, uh, a lot of uh, Edgar Jones uh, towards the end of the programme. Don't forget we've got the Fall Track coming up. And don't forget uh, that we've got uh, Tinterweb Time as well and the album feature this week which is uh treasure by cocteau twins um right then what we're gonna hear next pj harvey Latest record that is a Githead, uh, a side project of uh, Wire, uh, essentially Colin Newman uh, with uh, with Malka Spiegel. His uh, I'm not sure if he's actually married to, to, to Malka or not, but uh, long term partner of uh, Amalka Spiegel. Other members of the band uh, are also uh, uh, Robin uh, Rimbo and uh, Max Franken. So that was uh, Git Head and that was uh, from a record that was released in, uh, just at the end actually of 2014 on their own Swim Records. Uh, and that's the title track, uh, Waiting for a Sign. Before that we heard uh, from the Dry Record from 1992, uh, PJ Harvey's debut on Two Pure Records. as a single and an album track entitled Dress. You're all caught up, aren't you? Let's play some more songs. Move Away, that's Warm Jets from Scotland. That was uh, their third single from 1997. Uh, an album track as well uh, entitled Move Away uh, on This Way Up Records and their debut and only long player to date is uh, entitled Future Signs. That petrol emotion preceded that tune from their fifth and uh, uh, last studio LP on Kugat Records. That was a song and a single called Detonate My Dreams. Right, where are we at now? We've got through about five or six songs, uh, unbeknownst to you, because this is recorded, I've had some technical difficulties here, I've been pulling my hair out for about the last hour or so, trying to uh, work with uh, direct in Orcs, uh, Jacks and all, all kinds of nonsense with regards to recording this, so I think I've got it sussed, uh, so I shall, uh, I shall keep going, and I shall keep going with some Cabbage. There's another instalment of our obligatory fall oh, feature, and that's uh, a track from 1995, specifically from the Cerebral Caustic LP, released on Permanent Records. That's this week's instalment, and uh, prior to hearing uh, Mark e. Smith, we had some wonderful stuff. Uh, buy a new outfit or well, re- a relative new outfit from Manchester called Cabbage and that's from the uh, NACRA Flat in the Palace EP released last year and that's the title track. If you are uh, a fan, i.e. if you like what you heard, uh, visit them at Bandcamp at AH Cabbage. You can uh, visit them uh, at Cabbage Le Chou on uh, Facebook or on Soundcloud at Cabbage Band. You can buy a nice compilation Uh, entitled Young, Dumb and Full of Cabbage, uh, which is a compilation of all their EPs today. So you can get it in one nice succinct LP type format and you can get that through the usual major digital portals like iTunes and uh, Google Play. They're a top, top band. They're very provocative. There aren't too many modern-day bands talking about necrophilia uh, behind the closed doors of Buckingham Palace. I'm quite sure of that. Uh, And before that, in case uh, you wanted re-reminding, Move Away by Warm Jets. Coming up next, some New Order. From nineteen eighty nine, actually, I was going to say 19, uh, 1989, That's Dubsex, uh, and that was uh, Chris Bridget. Uh, he was uh, he was Dubsex at the time, and uh, he's also the man behind the God, who were the feature interview last week and i hope that you enjoyed listening uh, not just to the tracks of the uh, the ep the only one to date but also the interview and uh, the chit chat that i had with chris all very good stuff so that's a dedication for him as a reminder that he's been around for a long long time and it's good to have him back in the business uh, and uh, being creative once more and uh, prior to that uh, as in manchester again really because because uh, chris uh, Chris from Dubsex and the G.O.D. Is, is a displaced Geordie, now living in Manchester, uh, and you, you all know too well that a new order are born and bred, and that uh, was a single called uh, Waiting for the Siren's Call, the uh, the third single of uh, the album of the same name, and before that it was a oh, obligatory fall off oh, track time, and it was life, it just bounces. I've not played a lot of Talk Talk, so I'm going to remedy that imminently. That annoyingly screeching sound indicates that it's Tinterweb time, the time in the show where I will feature a website that I think is of interest to you, something musical that I've either uh, happened upon or have been referred to or any number of ways. Uh, So this particular week, uh, um, I'm sharing with you a website called annotatedfall.doomby.com. Annotatedfall, as you'd expect, .doomby, D-O-O-M-O. All of the URLs and all of the information, if you're a regular listener, you'll know, are housed in the show notes. So all the songs that I play and all the hashtags and all the the links that are appropriate and relevant, I will uh, always include. So when you've listened to the show and you're still curious, you can always find out what I've played, where to get it, and that type thing. Anyway, here's the premise of this particular site. And it starts off by saying, uh, a work in progress. This site is dedicated to annotating the lyrics of the fall well, I'll stop right there and say a monumental task uh, for anybody to take on, uh, the vast majority of which are written by Mark e. Smith, it says here in brackets, and corrections and suggestions are always very welcome. A quick word about interpretation. Many of the Falls lyrics are resistant to a single reading, and none of the interpretations offered here are meant to be the final word or claim to be the only correct way to understand a lyric. I also encourage readers to freely use the comment section below each song to expound on the matter in any direction they choose as well as to offer suggestions and corrections. The Falls lyrics are, are, are rarely duplicated and uh, oftentimes are very, very hard to understand uh, from A to Z. Uh, there, there are very few Falls songs where you can actually unequivocally say you know every single lyric. Um, he goes on to, to say, uh, my primary source for these lyrics is the lyrics parade on the Fall Online. I've uh, altered the lyrics when my ears contradict the testimony of the lyrics parade. At the bottom of the page for each song, there's a section entitled more information. The first link there will be, sorry, will take you to uh, Fall Tracks A to Z on the Reformation site, which gives all recording information and lists every time each song has been played live and also provides a lot of helpful commentary, some of which I've incorporated into my notes. I consider myself a massive Fall fan, uh, having bought everything I can get my hands on over the course of time, but uh, this person has taken it to a whole different echelon here. Uh, I don't know whether it's enviable or... uh, Or laughable? I'm not quite sure. I think it's enviable. This site can be used as a resource for tracking down references in Fall lyrics or a place to browse. However, anyone specifically interested in my interpretation of Fall lyrics should begin by reading the notes to New Puritan. This all makes sense when you're on the site. I would like to acknowledge the annotated Grateful Dead, which was the first site of its kind and inspired me to do something similar with The Fall. So that's our Tinterweb time this week and it's uh, The Annotated Fall. Annotated It's now time for that new track I was telling you about by Space Echo. should mention that uh, prior to the scroochy modem sound that uh, introduced Tinterweb time uh, this week the annotated fall.doombie.com uh, we uh, heard a talk talk track and i think i neglected to tell you uh, anything about it give it up is the name of the song off uh, their third lp entitled color of spring which was released in 1986 third of uh, third of five studio records that uh, constitute talk talks output. And uh, Methods of Dance was the song that we just heard from 1980s. Gentlemen, uh, take Polaroids on Virgin Records, uh, Japan's fourth studio record. And uh, Methods of Dance is the name of the track that we heard. And before Methods of Dance, wonderful new stuff by Dean Garcia's Space Echo Project. Uh, The Under My Skin six track EP is available on his Bandcamp page. And uh, Space Echo really is Dean. X of Curve and his daughter, Rose Berlin, and her vocals are just something else I'm sure you can attest to that after having heard that track and if you're a listener, regular listener of the programme you'll have heard lots of Space Echo in past shows Let's go to Sweden But I miss Dubs. That's from their uh, last album proper, Kingdom of Rust, released in uh, 2009. Winter Hill. And that's a request. And it's a parochial one too. It's uh, from Alan in uh, Manchester. Thank you, mate, for uh, for reaching out, as they say, and uh, piping up. Uh, proof positive that uh, I read my email, near perfect pitch at gmail.com. Should you wish to hear something, should you wish to contribute, should you wish, wish to uh, slag me off or uh, or anything in between. That is the email by which to reach me. Um, so, Winter Hill, dubs, we heard that. We heard before that uh, from Skellefte from uh, northern Sweden. Uh, some popsters uh, that you've probably heard of. Uh, I think everybody's heard the You and Me song. Um, that's the one that dies uh, from their third of six LPs. That's from 1994's uh, LP uh, on, uh, what's it called again? Be a Girl, that's what it was called, wasn't it? Uh, from 1994, as I mentioned um, and a song called Might Be Stars, Methods of Dance by Japan prior to that track. Coming up next we're going to hear Billy Bragg aided and abetted by Mr. Johnny Marr.
1: to play.
2: Say
0: The unmistakable vocal stylings, as they say, of uh, Frank Sidebottom, and that's his indie medley featuring Lovell Terrace Apart, How I Wrote Elastic Man, Take the Skinheads Bowling, and Big Mouth Strikes Again. And uh, Frank Sidebottom, aka Chris Seavey, uh, sadly passed away uh, quite recently, and uh, his son, Harry. Uh, very very unfortunately passed away a couple of weeks ago in a bicycle uh, crash with a uh, an oncoming car and harry unfortunately uh, died later in hospital Uh, very very sad news indeed Uh, those that are fans of frank sidebottom are uh, ardent uh, and uh, unrelenting Uh, and i'm one of those and it's just very 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 sad news for that entire cv family so that's my token little uh, contribution to uh Uh, to remembering Harry, bless his heart, who uh, passed away at the uh, tender age of 24. Uh, Prior to hearing the indie medley, as uh, done by Frank and Little Frank, we heard Shirley, as redone uh, by Billy Bragg, but in this instance, he's... uh, He's uh, handily helped by Johnny Marr, so uh, Billy does all the vocals, uh, but Johnny Marr does absolutely everything else, and that uh, that's a release that uh, saw its first release, and really only release, on the 1999 compilation uh, entitled Reaching to the converted you can get it on various promos and things like that but so that's the place to get that particular version which is uber jingly jangly we're going to go back in time we're going to go back to 1987 when the single was released uh, sorry 1989 when it came out on a, an odd uh, package single but it was also uh, released prior to that as part of uh, the foxhead stalk this land lp which itself came out in 1987 this is just too bloody stupid. If this is of uh, superior pop smithing, that is uh, the brilliant Martin Phillips, uh, his band The Chills, and uh, that's from uh, 2015, Silver Bullets, the last studio record uh, that he's delivered, and an album track called Aurora Corona, preceded by a request for Phil in Buffalo. Uh, Thanks uh, for the email, Phil near perfect pitch at gmail.com in case you didn't know and uh, he wanted to hear some talking heads so I dutifully uh, played him some and chose this particular track um, nothing But Flowers uh, and uh, that features Kirsty McColl on backing vocals as it does Johnny Marr and Johnny Marr playing, uh, playing uh, a lot of guitar parts uh, on that uh, particular song as well. And there's also a nifty Steve Lillywhite mix of this track uh, if you are uh, at all interested. I don't think I'll play it because it's a little bit uh, on to the side of dance but uh, if it's your bag give it a listen. Um, and uh, prior to that we had Just two Bloody Stupid uh, Closed Lobsters from their Foxhead Stalk This Land LP from 1987. It's time for this week's cover version, uh, Cover Me, and uh, in this instance we are going to be playing a song by Ida, more specifically Ida Ovelius, uh, a Swedish uh, singer-songwriter who was married to Andy Bell, ex of Ride and Oasis, has a couple of kids with Andy, has a couple of records, uh, full length, uh, the first of which on Creation Records entitled uh, Melodyan, was released in 1994, followed by 97's Troublemaker, And uh, all kinds of guests have appeared with her, including Evan Dando and Stephen Duffy, and uh, she's worked alongside uh, Alan White uh, and uh, Tony Barber as well. Uh, In this particular instance, she is uh, applying her stylings to some Primal Scream.
3: Please stop crying I know you know I've been lying Please don't cry
0: Uh, Cocteau Twins, we heard um, Jenny Stereo Stereolab, from 1993 on uh, the Duophonic record label. And uh, prior to that, we heard our cover version, Cover Me, of uh, the week, I'm losing more than I ever have. That's Ida doing her uh, Primal Scream take. Now, uh, this particular song appeared on Primal Scream's uh, self-titled and second record and uh, the song itself eventually uh, went on to become Loaded, which was their breakthrough hit and uh, uh, preceded Screamadelica. And we all know what happened after that, don't we? Uh, bedlam in the music industry. Uh, that remix uh, went a long, long way. So hopefully that adds a bit of context to it. It's pretty nifty. It's not one of those songs that's really uh, shouted about. It's actually an extra track at the end uh, of uh, Melody Inn on the English pressing of the uh, the LP, not the American one uh and uh, it's an unnamed extra track back to cocteau twins treasure what an album it was and what year 1984 was uh give you a bit of context too uh the the label itself 4ad was founded uh, by uh, Ivo Watts-Russell uh, with, with Peter Kent uh, and this song um, Ivo uh, was uh, a tribute to him of sorts by, uh, by, by Cocteau Twins and is the lead track off the record uh, it was recorded at uh, Palladium Studios uh, in Edinburgh and a lot of mastering was done uh, in Edinburgh as well as uh, in, uh, in London as well Cocteau Twins are Liz Fraser uh, Robin Guthrie and uh, bassist Simon Raymond let's hear another song and let's hear, hm I'm gonna pick one here because I haven't even queued one up. Let's hear Persephone. Twins with Persephone. That's the fourth track of the Treasure LP released on 480 Records in 1984. Uh, the album uh, was the third in, in a series of uh, of nine Cocteau Twins studio records, the first of which was Garland's, which uh, was really an album where they were trying to find their feet. Uh, with, with their second LP in 83 entitled Head Over Heels, they really began to find their feet uh, when it when it came to their sound, their wispy, ethereal sound, which they became renowned for, and uh, really, uh, they became uh, the forerunners of 4AD in terms of melding the sound for an entire label. Harping back to uh, Ivo Watts Russell, the co-founder for which uh, the, uh, the first track I played was uh, was written for, um, Ivo also was uh, responsible for uh, curating uh, the songs and all the material on the wonderful uh, This Mortal Coil compilations, which were uh, collaborations of 480 artists, uh, covering songs that were near and dear to them uh, and also creating uh, new material in its own right as well. Three three versions of that. So he was very instrumental in that. Going back to Cocteau Twins, of course, they were very instrumental in the whole sound. Uh, and when it came to Treasure, uh, many uh, many fans uh, believe that Treasure is, is the finest work. And, and I'd be hard-pressed to argue with that, although the band themselves really have nothing but disdain for the album. I've interviewed him on a couple of occasions and it's remarkable that... Uh, they don't really hold this record in in any esteem at all, whereby us, the fans, seem to laud it. Anyway, um, it's a wonderful record, and uh, it's an introduction to to a world uh, and a door opener uh, for a lot of bands that came after and are continuing to put out good work, not just on the 4AD label, of course. Obviously, bands like Dead Can Dance, uh, they they were directly related, uh, as were a a litany of other bands, but this whole sound is really uh, attributed to the, the genius of, uh, of Robin Guthrie, Liz Fraser and Simon Raymond. We're going to hear one last song off the record and we're going to hear a song called Aloysius. <laughs> It's now been reiterated. If you didn't, you now know you need to have some Cocteau Twins in your collection. Treasure, 1994, 4AD Records. Go out and listen to it, go out and buy it, whatever applies, sort it. Um, So, we're fast approaching the end of uh, episode 32, where I'm uh, looking forward to uh, sharing with you the interview uh, with uh, Edgar Jones aka Edgar Summertime uh, talking about a new record that's going to be coming out uh, in in mid-April and uh, uh, talking about his history from his time with uh, the stairs to his Edgar Jones and friends and Edgar Jones and the Joneses projects uh, his work with uh, his free peace project along with the rights and and the big kids and his uh, history with Viper records and his work with uh, the likes of Ian McCulloch. And, uh, craggy, Eve, he even worked with uh, Johnny Marr, Paul Weller, St Etienne, and has even appeared uh, on, uh, I think, uh, Cherry Ghost debut record, which uh, I seem to, uh, I know I have, just can't remember where the heck I've placed it, but I'll have to dig that out and play it for you one of these days. Anyway, a very talented chap is Edgar, and uh, I had a wonderful chat with him, and I'll be sharing the fruits of that chat uh, very, very soon. But before then, here's some Tiger. <laughs> Records from 1992, a single and an album track off uh, the album entitled Mexican R&B. That's the Stairs, fronted by uh, by Edgar Jones, aka Edgar Summertime, and uh, that really is the first recorded material uh, of note uh, that that Edgar has been behind. And in sequence. he was a mainstay of uh, the viper record label a uh, liverpool based label uh, run by uh, ex lars member uh, mike badger and in sequence edgar released uh, soothing music for stray cats uh, under the moniker of uh, edgar jones jones uh, get a little help uh, from the joneses as edgar jones jones the mast marauder as edgar jones and friends who is uh, who is this uh, who is this is sorry uh, i'm just laughing because it's such a brilliant record that's the, uh, the Stairs second uh, release which was released uh, in uh, in uh, 2008 and as uh, Edgar Jones free peace thing Another offshoot project also on Viper, uh, Stormy Weather, that came out in 2011. Sense of Harmony uh, came out under Edgar Summertime in 2012 as an an official fourth solo. Uh, Morphic Fields was released in 2013 as uh, Edgar Summertime. And the new record, which is forthcoming, we're going to be talking about that uh, in the interview. Prior to that, though, let's hear another song. Uh, I'll tell you what it is after we've heard it. (coughs) 2007, Edgar Jones and the Joneses uh, from uh, The Way It Is EP. That's the title track. It's now time to listen to the fruits of the interview. And uh, I'm going to hand it over to pseudo me and Edgar Jones. I'll be back shortly. Hello. Yeah, uh, yeah. hello, Edgar. How are you? Sam, not so bad. I don't think the speaker's working. Um, can, can you not hear me? Ah, uh, yeah,
4: sound. Yeah, it's working as a normal phone. Good, good, good. Yeah, not so bad, not so bad.
0: So what's happening? How this uh, what, what's they happening? From I'm calling from uh, I'm calling from Canada, Edgar. Ah, it's
4: Canada. Oh, dokey.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, people people still buy your records over here. So uh, now the the, the the shows the show, the shows uh, broadcast globally. It's just it's just just where I live and where it's uh, where it's recorded. So there'll be people listening yeah. to this all over God's green earth with a bit of luck. So um, hopefully, hopefully, at the end of this, they'll know a lot more about uh, about Edgar Jones than they did before. So um, there'll be a bit of history with with the chit chat that we're going to have. Just for, for those who aren't familiar with you, but for, for those that are, there'll also there, there'll also be a lot of uh, a lot of chit chat about some of the some of the obvious stuff as well. But um, let, let let's go, let's go back in time if you, if you don't mind, because.
4: Not at all. In
0: terms, in terms of me back as, as day and age, it's,
4: uh, it's not a bad thing to do, really.
0: <laughs> well, no, no. I, you know, you know. I actually find myself living in the past, and and, and uh Yeah. I've I've mentioned this on numerous occasions in in, in in the recent past. Is that every night I look up at the, at the stars and the heavens in the hopes that I'll be abducted because nothing makes sense anymore, Edgar. No, nah, no, it's madness. Yeah. So anyway, I'm very comfortable living in the past. So I'll start there. <laughs> I just wanted to go back to 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 how I first became uh, aware of your uh, your music, and and it really was um, just just after the signing to Go Discs. Uh, way right. way way back when. After I I know that there were some dealings with Imaginary Records. Would you would you mind just informing us what happened with Imaginary and how the deal at Go Discs happened for 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 the stairs.
4: Yeah, uh, well, we would, we would, uh, we plan to sort of go with Imaginary. Um, you know, we we just fancied the indie mm. Um and Alan Duffy was really accommodating with us, and uh, he was even letting us break uh, gallop rules and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> and I don't know is it, there is an Imaginary wee bus P that was pressed. Uh, and he let us put five tunes on it, so it couldn't go in the charts. You know, we yeah. thought that was quite decent of him. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a <laughs> loophole, it, isn't it? Back, so like, yeah. Well, that's a uh, that's a
0: very very unknown uh, loophole that you've just disclosed there, Edgar. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, it was a law
4: back in the day that um, you know, because of twelve inches and stuff. That's and right. You could, you, you could it, it couldn't chart if it, it had more than four tunes on it because it was it then counted as a middle a mini LP, you see, no matter what speed it ran on. That's right, it was so an, e- an it was EP. we used to stop people stopping 12 tracks on them in order to sell them, really. Yeah, you know, yeah. But we were like, ah, bollocks to that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we, were just, we were just incredibly silly, you know, we were like, we don't want barcodes on our records. We, were, we don't want them to chart. and yeah. Alan Duffy was accommodating all that. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah, it was, it was the antithesis. It
4: uh, was about well, the same crack as we were. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, when we were recording the uh, we bus EP, it just so happened that uh, Howie Payne's band The Magic Clock had a goldish A&R man, uh, charles Smash in town. Oh, yeah. And uh, just for something to do, you know, they, 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 uh, they brought him in to see us, like. And uh, I think through, from that moment on, he was, he was kind of, uh, you know, waving the contract at us, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, we 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 just we we just uh, event, you know our, our heroes, the Lars, were on gold discs. You know, it was it was probably the only the only major label that would have stuck its head up and said the yeah, come the sign with us that we've would gone with, really. You know, so uh, yeah,
0: yeah, it was very viable for you at the time, wasn't it? Because obviously uh, Lee yeah. Lee and John the Lars, but also they had some very decent uh, what you probably call. Uh, uh m- medium success acts like, like Beautiful South. Uh yeah, and yeah. and uh, who else was on Go Discs at the time? to Trash well, art was, it, was, it was still House Martins
4: at the time. That's I mean, right, yeah. When we signed, there was That's Trash-cans right. Artist, exactly. Uh, with uh, something Walters, Frank and Walters were, were Yeah, the
0: Frank and Walters were for a while. They were on a, on an obscure yeah, yeah. label that went to Go Discs, and now they've been batting around label to label. But you're right, yeah, it was it was essentially uh yeah. It, was, uh, it yeah, was. It was Paul.
4: seven bands on it, Billy Bragg, Kirsty stuff got put out on an occasion.
0: That's it. And some so Billy Bragg they, as well, wouldn't they, they?
4: They, the, they? were in the middle of an expansion when they were signing us out, but by by that Christmas. Um, there was about forty bands on the label. But,
0: well, I but think that was uh, was not yeah. that when they did a big merge with London and uh, Phonogram at the time, and they yeah, they, they acquired they, right, they yeah. all these acts yeah. that, that that kind of extended their indiness, if you like. But but I thought yeah. let's go back to you because I mean the first album came out. Everything about it was singularly bizarre, uh, and uh, I think I, th- I think that what you did uh, in terms of your game plan it largely came to fruition because you were you were the antithesis of, of of just about anything that was out there, everything from 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 the sleeve to uh, to, yeah. to the songs themselves, but also the, the, the monaural aspect as well. It was like going back to uh, listening to Kinks catalogue.
4: Sure. Oh, thank you. And and that, that was br- that was
0: brilliant, and it was just so bizarre that you could actually buy something in the modern age that was actually recorded in mono. I, yeah, and
4: someone had to do it. I think I think we were just loving seven inch singles at the time. It was more the seven inch singles that we were bothered about the mono, so that there'd be nice wide grooves and that there'd be yes. nice and loud like a who single.
0: That's exactly and it, and 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 that's what you got because yeah. if you if you drop the needle, you lose a lot. You're one of the you're one of the obvious yeah. bands that where you do lose a lot going from uh, analog to digital. Uh, especially, I'm talking about the stairs specifically. But anyway, yeah. the history is well documented, and, and but but what isn't as well known is how how uh, Go Discs were a little bit uh, perplexed with the fruits of the second offering that never really came to pass. The second yeah. album. Well, there
4: was there was a trouble at Mill generally yeah.
0: um,
4: uh, then. Carl. Uh, you know carl uh, smith k4 smile chas match whatever you want to call him um mm. uh, he, he he was uh he was you know he, he was our signatory. he signed us to the label and uh, it was just just after the album first album came out there was a madness reunion a couple of concerts yeah and it went really well so we decided to go for it so we'd we lost our kind of you know our, our main man at the label mm. Um it was through him that all through him and our to Pam that you Know they were pushing for all this silly stuff to go on Every Everyone else was like, What the bloody hell is this? You know, we're yeah, doing. nah, look, it'll work, just, just go with it. And we lost that side of it. And uh, shortly afterwards, we, we lost Pam's management as well, right? And uh, we, you know, we were uh, we were just uh, afloat without the paddle, really, we were just a drift for quite a time. And uh, you know, the sessions we were doing in Towrag, yeah. <laughs> You know, which you've seen the later days since. We would have been insane yeah. as
0: well. They were mental, and I, I listen yeah. to that. I listened to that yeah. a lot. We, right. should,
4: we should have. We should have We should have. Looking back, I always regret. You know, <laughs> not just sitting down and writing another load of Kinks playing Chocolate Watch band songs. You know I mean? Well, All your way down, You know, a load of that. Uh, but uh, you can
0: always go back. There's this, you've got plenty of time yeah. to revisit that.
4: Yeah. Well, I've spoken about recently. I've said, you know, there's a there's a second. If, a, if the stairs doing doing another album, I'd like it to be off the back of the first rather than off the back of the second. You know what we're looking
0: yeah. at from material and that. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd be. I feel want to be uh, really anxious to hear something like that because I, I still feel there's a lot of unfinished business because as I skip ahead from 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 the stairs, which which was. A wonderful. It was a lovely heady time, the beginning of the nineties, in many ways, uh, yeah. uh, and it was kind of the beginning of the end in other ways as well, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but um, you, you've you've been around a long, long time, and, and if people weren't really paying close attention to you, especially especially parochially in in, in uh, you know Merseyside and uh, uh, especially the Viper label, everything came out literally that that you did. After the stairs came out on Viper, save safe for the new record, is, is that is that fair to say? Because I mean, just about everything I have from you is on Viper.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I think I think that's the case. Yeah. Apart from apart from the one-off with the Heavenly Singles Club. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Which is uh, you know the they, they put out on board and another big kid slack on on a seven-inch. Yeah. Know, way after the back, it was only about two or three years ago, I think. Yes. So uh, yeah, you are absolutely right there. Yeah.
0: So, so to everybody listening, Vi- Viper's the place to go. I mean, um, uh, yeah. Vi- Viper now is. A, they tend to uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but when they run out of physical copy, they just switch over to a digital download.
4: Yeah, they are now because um, uh, yeah, that's, I, I, I think that's the case. Apart from, the, I mean, like, we are still. I think there'll be. I think there'll always be another small press in the season going on.
0: Back, back to Viper and Mike Badger. Um, Mm-hmm. I've always been been a fan for obvious reasons, and and um, I've yeah. never actually met the man or spoke to the man. But um, are you in? Are you in contact? Do you, do you know him well enough to to be pally with him? Because uh, because I've got a lot of respect for what he's done uh, in terms of. Uh, well, he's basically a Merseyside curator, isn't he? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's just a just a lovely feel-good not it?
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Obviously. Manages to accentuate the positive, you know what I mean? He and does, he does, and, and, and
0: he's also than. and he's also a master of unearthing songs that I'm sure no one's even even knew existed, especially with the uh, with the compilations. I don't know where he's getting these tracks from, but he must be he must be out and about with the tape recorder all the time.
4: Yeah, I think, uh, I think a lot of them came from the. Um, Demos, yeah. Huh? You know, the, the Roger Eagle ones from way back that he, he used to do on vinyl.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, so he's remastered the vinyl yeah. and all that stuff, yeah. Uh, uh,
4: nah, I think that's just where the, the discovery of you those, know, you know, what led him down that road, really, you've discovered discovering tracks like that. Like,
0: it's a wonderful uh, label, yeah. wonderful label, because yes. uh, every, everything, everything that's chucked out on Viper I tend to buy, and, and it's a learning experience, to be frank, more than anything else.
4: Yeah, they, they were great at that pre-copyright thing when when you could still do that. Like, uh, well, it, it, I think it's just gone further back now, hasn't it? It's yes, years or something like that. So <laughs> it uh, goes further
0: and further yeah. back into the annals of history now. Yeah, it's yeah, uh, yeah. it's interesting. So, so so obviously Viper, we've talked about them, but you, there was a, there's now uh, this this jump to uh, another label and uh, Skeleton Key. Um, could could you tell us a, a bit how how the Skeleton Key uh, arrangement happened?
4: Uh, yeah, I was I was just um, in in the mood for something fresh, really, and, and I heard that it was going down, and uh, you know I was I was looking to do another album and, and basically have a little little bit of a change with, with it, really. Mm.
5: Um, you know, just just to try and meet some different people and mm. uh, to feel fresh myself really, because I've been doing the same thing with the Viper
4: since uh, about. 2004 2005 yes yes so uh and i, I was just, i was just getting fed up with m- making records on my studio a little bit is <laughs> this <laughs> the... <after> the, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the 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 tasca eight track yeah that i've done everything on i mean like i still did half of my new lp on that like but um you know, I got I got some other people, and I've done one on a mobile, and, and Steve Howley did the stage years ago. Where he let me in the studio to do a track. Yeah, are
0: we but, still talking? Uh, are we still talking about the jo- Johnny Mars Porter Studio? Here? Uh,
4: yeah, but I've actually had three new ones since then.
0: Oh, okay. Because
4: uh, uh, his one broke shortly after the making of Super Music, and they they are starting to go up in price now. They yeah, are. always um, used to be able to pick one up for around two hundred quid on eBay. Yeah, but uh, a lot of people are using them now to run uh, sound tools through. You know, so it goes on a tape. Yes, because they've got a faster running tape than anything else. So uh, you know, it's it's, it's you know. Fast as you can run a tape without having a reel to reel, basically, you know, to, to warm things up and all that.
0: That's right. Yeah.
4: I, I don't really hear the difference when people do, but they love all that, don't they?
0: They do. There, there are people, people who are there are people who are sticklers for that warm sound. And for me, I I I, yeah. I honestly don't think my my hearing is 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 as fine tuned uh, as it yeah. probably should be. But I, I'm. Con- I mean,
4: Rich, Rich you worked with James. I, I didn't work with him on the album, but yeah. we did a, a, a session with him um, on the third of January. All the all the skeleton key bands uh, mm. came into parsley and recorded two songs each. You know, we had an hour to do it.
0: Yeah.
4: And, uh, I, you know, that was basically all digital, nothing was running through tapes or anything. And, you know, some people just, I, I suppose the gears, the digital gear is better now, but the, the, I was really made up with what Rich Ted, what Rich Ted was doing. Um, it was like like rich, <laughs> Common yeah. World Drum Sounds, you know, where. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well.
0: He's he's one. He's one of the. He knows his onions, doesn't he? That lad flipping. You learn a lot from him. Learn an awful lot from him. him
4: Evan James are a great partnership. Like
0: you know what I mean. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Sometimes when you find when you find that cohort, stick to them because there's an understanding that's intangible, isn't there? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So so obviously you've got you've got a young'un in the background, and and and, um, you are a very accomplished musician. We know all about that. Are you doing anything else outside the realms of music to, uh, to to pay bills, to uh, to to do what you need to do?
4: Uh, I do I do a little bit of DJing. To be honest, like um, yeah, I'm I'm doing I'm joining an um, a Bowie covers troupe. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, it's called Live on Mars. Uh, <laughs> it's it's run by the it's run by the Brett like, Floyd people. So uh, yeah, yeah. So it starts starting starting start doing theaters in in May. Around the UK.
0: That uh, is magic, that is.
4: Yeah, it is, because I, I love Trevor Boulder. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I, I really like George Murray as well. I, I've got a lot to learn from George Murray, like, so... Uh,
0: that is you know. excellent. So that starts off in May?
4: Yeah, it does, May the 16th. But basically, is do you know about the Skeleton Key Tour? Did you see the... Yes, absolutely. The, yeah, I was very well, well yeah. aware of that, yeah. Basically, as soon as, as that's over, uh me and the drummer out the band Phil, we're, we're, we're straight in, into the airshows for the Bowie thing, and that goes on the road about a week later. So
0: that is fantastic. That'll be a real experience. Yeah. That will.
4: Yeah, that'll be smart. Like, yeah, because Do- it's it's with some of the old Joneses as well. Yeah, the uh, uh, rock rock thing. There was going to be Carl Penny on, Tums, but uh, he can't make it. So. The new, the new Joneses, the with Phil's got the chair. Fantastic!
0: Is uh, that be Wonderful. Yeah. So, so do, do you have any idea how many dates that will uh, constitute the whole thing?
4: Uh, it's, um, it's Oh yeah, I've got the calendar behind me. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe it'll be an epiphany for you. Go crap! Uh,
4: I think I think it's a, I think it's about it's about three weeks to start off with, but then we'll be doing like another three or four weeks in the autumn of being told.
0: That is fantastic.
4: So yeah, I mean, uh, it all depends on our well it does' really, You know, because uh, whether we get to the, Europe and the States with it. Yeah. Because uh, most of the most of the there's some good good competition out there, but the good competition isn't organised. Yes. And the organised the organised stuff is terrible. <laughs> 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 I mean, this joke called Starman, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, you know when people do a tribute and it sounds more like a Latin band. It does. You know, yeah, <laughs> they, yeah. Cover like.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully yeah. this is gonna this this will be the antithesis of all that rubbish and, and hopefully it'll go it'll it'll yeah, be recorded. I'm
4: yeah, even disappointed with Lazarus, because like, it's just turning Bowie songs into, into Frozen with that girl the way she sings them. Yeah, sings them, like, yeah that, like, it was
0: just very <laughs> it was just like Disney, wasn't it? It was it was too saccharine yeah. sweet. It was. Because yeah, Bowie, yeah. Bowie was finesse, but also Bowie had that uh, that anarchic aspect that was always in the background. That people still yeah. a lot of people have forgot that, that that there was a method to his madness. I understand that, but he he just tried anything he saw was fit, and if and if people liked it, that was great, and if not, he he wasn't asked. Uh, so but maybe that's lost on a lot of people because he was he really was more punk than anybody, if, if you really think about it. And people are trying yeah. to polish him up as being some kind of finished article where he'd probably be the first to admit that he was the furthest thing from that but that's just oh. my little analogy anyway as I, as I rant so so your influences I, I know we could we could talk all day because you've got such varied taste that that, that spans the decades but they are the obvious ones like uh, it's well documented you know that, that you are big fans of of, of the nuggets and and, and and pebbles which really sort of formed yeah. formed you way back when then there's the local outfits like Lotus Eaters and then of course Wild Swans. Are, are there any yeah. bands that, in the past or, or even currently, that that you would say, hey, you know, these are my Desert Island type lads?
4: Um, I, I love that sort of uh, semi middle of the road Northern Soul sound that some people were getting into. You know, uh, like producers like Charles Stepney on Chess. Yeah. Uh, you know him from like uh, Rosary Connection stuff and. Uh, and also some very sort of like more middle of the road stuff like you know did he rest of Phillips just say goodbye I might be wrong there he might have just done the arrangements on that or something like that but uh, and the sound that Teddy Van Randanzo gets on the uh, on the Little Anthony stuff you know on, yeah. on the LP tracks the big ballads with the strings on and stuff like that uh Things like The Drifter, Ray Pollard, you know, that, that, I, I absolutely adore that sound, like it, yeah. it's kind of, it's, it's lost in its age, it's irre- irrepeatable, you know what I mean, I, I, it's the kind of thing I wouldn't attempt to do, because <laughs> everything was set up in them days to do that kind of thing, you'd have the producer, they had the, you know, the end, you know, I mean, the, the studio band was there, ready, and yeah. do, do you know what I mean? Everything, uh, yeah,
0: it was a cookie cutter, yeah, as they so, say, wasn't it?
4: Yeah, it'd be a five-year project, and you try to do an album of <laughs> stuff like that nowadays. You know what I mean? so yeah, uh, so, uh, so, uh, so, yeah I, I love gear like that. I don't think I don't know. You know
0: uh, you're I, gonna you're gonna I, be like, educating a few. Might, you... might
4: doing the new stuff like yeah yeah. Yeah, but a lot um... of the listeners
0: are going to be thinking, "Wow, this this guy's even even far out there, further out there than I thought." Which is great because I want people to be thought provoked. Yeah. But in in terms of contemporaries. You know, forget about the obvious local Liverpool stuff, because we know... And Liverpool's got a great scene at the moment. Uh, it always has done. It's never not, not been there. But there are great bands coming up, like Vril Society, that are a particular favourite of mine at the moment. Um, but are there, are, there, are there any contemporaries that you are saying, hang on a minute, these these, these these lot have got something about them. Do you know what?
4: I've been a bit lazy over the past year on, on contemporary mm-hmm. Um You know, I, I just... You know, there's that obvious stuff across the pan. The, the stuff that that song labels been
0: getting up to, which
4: I've been a fan of for years. Um,
0: I don't. I don't mean to challenge you, so, so, But it is, it is a tough one yeah. because, you know not not just chucking yeah. stuff out there willy nilly. Stuff stuff that you'd actually part part with, uh, part cash, part with money for. You know, you yeah, stuff that you'd yeah. actually buy. I know. I know.
6: Um, you
4: know, I, I think I, I do have a problem with a lot of stuff. I think it's just. First and foremost, uh, being a bass player. Yes. There's there's no one who's really, really grabbed me in a long time. Um, apart from locally, we've got some fucking great bass players. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been the case, though. You know, we've, we've got Russell, Russell Pritchard. Is it, is, it, is it Paul? Paul Kelly, is it? Uh, you know, Paul from the Coral, anyway. From the Coral, yeah. Uh, yeah, and and can't count, count others. You know, we've got Pete um uh, John Parley. Although no, he doesn't do it anymore. Well, he does anything he wants now, doesn't he, John Power? Yeah, uh, but, but, you know, uh, and I think that's, that's the thing. I, I like to read a certain thing on on bass and drums on records.
5: It's yeah. A,
4: it's a strange thing. It, it stops me from liking loads of things I could like,
0: you know? I, no, I, listen, I understand that implicitly. So if you've not been yeah. able to find it, it doesn't exist, and you can't force these things. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so the record, the record is is the records coming out in April still? The fourteenth is it, is that release date written in stone?
4: Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, fantastic.
0: <laughs> and, um,
4: yeah, the, I've been waiting for the release date for about eight or nine months. So
0: I bet you're like a kid in a candy I store. Getting put back, and we ended around October. It was
4: realised that if we did, if, if a few things came out at once, we could go on tour at the same time. So. Yeah, I was willing to pull it back a few more months again, like so. Well, good. Plus, you've got uh, to squeak
0: in. You've got to squeak in that uh, that small issue of uh, of 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 the Bowie of, of of the Bowie thing starting a month a month after this. So, so yeah, yeah. Well, this straight
4: on straight on the back of it actually. I've got I've got a kind of. Get me group together and learn all those songs. Blimey. <laughs>
0: you got to see. It's yeah. like cramming for your exams. So, so essentially, yeah. you, this record was recorded over over what what period of time? How long was it uh, being recorded from from uh, your um, first demos to
4: finish? Well, a lot. of It was actually finished, more or less finished. Um, let's see, so we're, we're on seventeen now, aren't we? so it, yeah. It was kind of. It was kind of nearly all done by kind of October 15. Oh. Uh, But what happened was uh, one of the engineers um, who did some of the tracks for me, um, he became a bit of a man of the moment. Everyone wanted to work with him and then he left for London as well. So uh, there was quite a long limbo period of waiting to get those tracks finished. Yeah. Uh, uh, You know, getting time to... Uh, sit off and do a mix with him in mm-hmm. Liverpool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah. That, that, I mean, it was it was all done quite quickly all over that that summer, really. Uh, yeah. So that would be that be yeah the summer of fifteen. It was mostly done. And
0: and, and what about what uh, about the writing aspect? Did did you write it on mass or was, is it over the course of, of quite a quite a long period of time that you uh, aggregated all uh, all the songs?
5: Um, I
4: think I think a lot of a lot of it was wrote. Like quite together, yeah. But yeah. Uh, I, I added one or two old tunes to it. Um, like "Don't Break My Heart" it was uh, yes. It was it was meant to be getting a re-recording, but uh, James was so happy with the re- recording that I had, he was like, "Ah, boss, that put that out." So uh, <laughs> I went with that. <laughs> Great. Um, so that's that's quite an old recording, but as um, I say, it, you know, James was happy, I, I was happy, now. <laughs> good. Um, um, yeah, but mo- most of it, most of it was a, a single spirited creation, so to speak. Right. Uh, oh,
0: well, it's my turn to yeah. apologise. My phone's ringing in the other one. Um, what I was going to ask you uh, next was, um, as soon as someone in my household picks up this blinking phone, um, mm-hmm. was uh, are, are there uh, any any tracks left over for the greedy buggers amongst us who want to to see some singles and uh, some some more material from this period of your uh, creativity? Um,
4: yeah. Well, this, um, the same. Well, there was some of the uh, songs that were allotted for B-Sides and ended up on the record because there was some cover versions that didn't go on, you wanted to, uh, ah. you know, avoid the uh, MCPS thing. Yes. Um. So a couple of tracks got replaced, so some of the B-Sides are gone. But, but yeah, they do have some. And uh, Basically, as I say, it's been a long time since its conception, so I've I wrote a fair new bit of stuff. In fact, <laughs> the live the, the set that we're doing... Mm-hmm. Uh, because i wanted i've got like a four piece together so it's basically the the engine of the soul group without the horns okay um uh, you know keyboards bass guitar drums mm-hmm. and uh, the live set is basically uh, what, what, what you can base that on so there's we're only doing about about half the lp tracks in the tour mm-hmm. uh, the, the other half will be new stuff and a couple of old favorites brilliant basically so uh, so yeah there's, there's plenty of new material on the go i'll I think I think we'll be doing a um, we'll be doing a sort of um, we'll be doing a, a release of a single called Wait later on.
0: All right, but it'll
4: be but it'll be on a, it'll be on a club label, you know, like I don't know, uh, 80s vinyl. Yes, that the uh, stairs thing came out on.
0: Yes, brilliant. Uh, we
4: we'll will be doing the single on that label. It's, it's just a little friendly thing, do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Skeleton Key will be behind it. Yes, so to speak, and you know about it. You know, it's just. Just
0: one of those things <laughs> well yeah know it's, it's another it's another another big thing uh, the, the aesthetic and the physical commodity for what you're doing it's mm-hmm. lovely to have it lo- love to have it in your hand because it, the, the last releases on vinyl. a lot of care and attention do go into them and, and it means an awful lot when you when you're spending the money not just to get the get the tunes but the packaging and, and uh, everything about it it's got a lot of thought uh, behind it which is appreciated if you're an audio file, or you've yeah. got some terminal disease like me, when you just have to collect your favourite bands' records. It's it's a lovely thing. Um, ah, nice one. But um, you, you've been you've been very very uh, informative, and I, I'm, I'm hoping to goodness that all the people listening have a very tangible tangible grip on you because if 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 uh, they were initiated beforehand, Edgar Jones, Edgar Summertime. We've got so uh, we've got the big kids. We've got we've got free piece in there. We've got the Israelites. I even got some Israelites bootlegs downstairs. I've got so much stuff by stuff you probably don't even know that you, you forgot that you did. Um, um, it's not that you've so got. I've
4: got to get Tony Jones a shout out. Uh, Tony oh. Jones for my, uh, Okay. He, he always finds a record I don't know put out.
0: Okay, so it's, Tony's it's the authority. Sad. Well, <laughs> Tony might have been the t- Tony might have actually been the, the source of some of these recordings because. Back in the day, there were you know lots of these news groups and sort of uh, you know before the internet really. This Tony's
4: just just a collector, like he's a. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's probably got his iPhone with the gigs (laughs) live
0: No, there was just one particular lad uh, way back when. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Well, there's this one lad from West Derby who who just. Followed followed you around from pillar to post, so I've got this absolute catalogues. So if one day you are wondering about X gig Y gig, I might even have it downstairs somewhere. But um, I've got one one last question for you that, that's that's purely that's, that's purely fun. That's off the topic completely. And I ask everybody this question: hypothetically, you've just done a killer gig in Ottawa here, and you're round my place for a cup of tea, and I bring out the magic biscuits in. Edgar, I say. Any biscuit you want on God's green earth, or you could even concoct one. What would you choose from Magic Biscuit tin <coughs> ooh. Uh, ooh. I know, it, it's amazing and how I, many... I, I, I haven't
4: got my biscuit head on, but something inside of me is telling me to tell you that a uh, Marks and Spencer's chocolate viennese. <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what. You, you yeah. can't you can't go wrong with that. I mean, no one's good, no one's gonna have a go at you for, for choosing that particular biscuit. So let's go, let's go with your, Let's go with your gut feeling. No pun intended. You're going for an M and S, Viennese. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, the fox one. The foxes ones are nice, but the Marx's
4: ones are just
0: that bit nicer. Oh, you, yeah. you're a man it's after good. you're a man after my own heart. I'll uh, I'll uh, I'll send you the updated uh, biscuit chart uh, later this week. But on a more serious note. Um, I'm uh, recording the show later today, so uh, I'll be I'll be playing a bunch of your stuff today and 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 featuring the interview, and, I, and I'll of course uh, I'll drop you a line in, in the next uh, two three days uh, when it's uh, when it's uploaded and everything. And in the meantime, thank you so very much for for, for sparing time on your Sunday. You're a family man, obviously, and, and it's much appreciated. So thank you I so much. You. Thank
4: you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's an absolute
0: <laughs> pleasure, I'll, I'll, and I'll keep in touch, and I'll be in touch in the next uh, two three days. Excellent, uh, all, the nice ones, all
4: the
0: best, all the best Cheers you, Edgar, up Star man Edgar Jones Thank you sir very very much for your time and uh, I hope you enjoyed that uh, little chit chat and you now have a very good insight into the wonderful world of uh, Edgar Jones and uh, what he has been up to, what he's continuing to get up to and what he is going to get up to, wonderful stuff I'm going to leave you with one last song, enjoy this one <laughs> mm mm-hmm. is no reverse gear blues by the edgar jones free piece thing from stormy weather released in 2011 that is a wrap for uh, episode 32 of near perfect pitch thank you very much for listening please share with uh, people who share similar consummate tastes such as yours when it comes to to music uh, near perfect com, near perfect pitch at gmail.com until next week ta